0: This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans Markets. Let them take care of dinner, introducing their ready-to-heat meals, and it works pretty simple. If you order online by noon, you can pick up the same day between 3 and 7 at your local Zupans. They'll even do curbside pickup, where you just call the store when you arrive, and they'll deliver it to your car. Uh, Lots of options, including roasted salmon, vegan black bean, pork, and chicken tamales, roasted chicken, meatloaf, as well as a picnic dinner, uh, each meal serves four. Comes with a variety of sides, and then you can do some add-ons: wine, beer, dessert. Uh, just order online at zoopans.com. and while you're there, make sure you check out their Easter and Passover meal options. Obviously, spring is different this year; it's different for everybody, uh, but there's still plenty of reasons to celebrate, and Zupans can make that celebration easy with their fresh and fully prepared meal options. Brunch, dinner, desserts uh, available from local bakeries. And And everything, as we mentioned before earlier, is available for curbside pickup. In fact, my family's doing this for Easter, picking up on Saturday for Sunday feasting. Uh, You can order online, zoopans.com. Just click on the Holiday tab up at the right. And while you're at it, why not get some spring floral into the house? flowers in the home can obviously decrease stress uh can also motivate you and they just smell nice and they look nice uh local tulips hanging baskets potted plants and more you can uh, get these at your local zoo pans you can order online and again curbside pickup is available for you so three locations mcadam west burnside lake oswego and always zoopans.com.
1: Well, here we are at home again, recording another episode of Right at the Fork. This is Chris Angelus without my co-host, Court Johnson, who's editing this podcast and putting it up into the internets for us. And um, I think we're about into week three of, um, of shelter at home, whatever you want to call it, social distancing. They're all interrelated. And uh, we're hoping that uh, we don't continue this for months or even weeks and weeks, but we have to do what we have to do, of course. And so the show must go on, Right at the Fork must go on, and so what we're doing, if you haven't listened to any of our episodes in the last month, is we're calling this series Right at the Moment, because normally our podcast is about the backstories of the folks who make up our portland food scene and now we're focusing on the business owners primarily and what they're doing to survive what their prospects are moving forward and uh... hearing from some of the severe challenges um, that uh... that our food industry is going through um, I think if you're listening to all of them, starting back with Craig Peterson and John Gorham a few weeks ago through Kurt Huffman and on to today, I can say that perhaps there's a little more optimism now that we're not right after the moment that restaurants were shutting down and scrambling to figure out uh, takeout options and what they were going to do. Um, Bowery Bagels is a little different. It's not a restaurant, per se. It's a little cafe, and they only have six, six stools, as Michael tells us. But they've had to alter what they're doing, change their focus, and do whatever they have to do to survive this. Um, so Bowery's a little different because it largely was a takeout business. But on top of that, there's a whole. There's a, a wholesale side of the business um, where Barry delivers to grocery, grocers and other coffee shops. And that's changed everything for them. So a lot of learning going on. And I was most interested in talking to Michael because he impressed me back in episode 46 um, as a, a very astute and smart businessman. And I know he has given a lot of people their starts in the food world with his kitchen crew where, uh, is kind of an incubator and a place to for for people who are producing food to learn about uh, how to package it, how to cook it, uh, how to distribute it. So, um, Michael's done a lot and a lot of people know Michael and his wife Lynn is um, in Portland and uh, I have run into them quite a bit. The uh, during my uh, old dining times that I miss quite I miss so much being able to go out and enjoy restaurants. Um, I think we're going to appreciate the little things. So um, if we don't already, anyway, um, as I've explained in over the past month, we are recording the podcast now, not in a studio. Of course, I'm in my home. And uh, in my living room right now, as a matter of fact, just recording this intro and the interviews themselves, we ask you to bear with us. There are better ways to do them than with a cell phone on speakerphone and uh, another one recording it right next to it. But the reason we're doing it like this is because we know the people we're interviewing are very busy and we don't want to ask them to get involved with technology and have the variable after we've spent a half hour or 40 minutes on an interview the variable of two people recording files having to put them together the possibilities of technical glitches and errors so this is simple it gets it done and we hope to be back in the studio soon um, recording our podcast as usual we also happen to have quite a few of them in the bank because I was supposed to be gone starting in a week for about a month. So we had recorded quite a few interviews that were sitting and waiting to be released. and those are all going to be on hold until after you know things become a little more normal and listening to those interviews doesn't seem strange in the face of this crisis. So uh, this particular interview with Michael Madigan, was recorded yesterday, which was April 7th, 2020, and um, we're glad Michael took the time out to join us, and um, we're looking forward to more stories as we go forward, but right now, Michael Madigan of Bowery Bagels and Kitchen Crew with us on Right at the Fork. Thank you uh, for taking the time. I appreciate it. You're a busy guy over there. So what's going on at Bowery Bagels? Uh,
2: much like uh, many of our, uh, our peers in Portland, we are, uh, we are working as hard as we can to get through this in a way that allows us to um, continue serving the customers that are still active, uh, keep our employees and our customers uh, safe and healthy. And have a viable business, uh, not just during this crisis, but coming out of it as well. Uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be ready to adjust to whatever the new normal is going to be.
1: How is that? how are prospects for you? We're uh, we're recording this on April seventh, so it's been about what about three weeks since this whole since it got serious.
2: Yeah, about three, for us a little bit closer to, uh, to four or five, because we've got some clients who are large companies who we would cater for, mm-hmm. and, you know, the canary in the coal mine was when their, their weekly events or meetings started getting canceled, um, and then we started seeing a little bit of a, of a drip, drip, drip of reductions but, yeah, I'd say about two and a half to three weeks ago is when it really uh, almost went into a free fall, I would say. And, and for a couple of weeks, it was, you know, we were waiting to touch bottom. And I didn't know where bottom was going to be. Uh, and if we were going to be able to sustain uh, at whatever level that, was, that was, you know, was going to end up being. But it feels like about um, the beginning of last week, I think we finally touched the bottom of the pool. Uh, which, you know, in in a weird way is good because it gives us a number we can plan around. You know, when the numbers are dropping every week, every day, you know, we didn't have a way to say, well, what do we need to do to adjust? You know, can we stay open? Uh, Can we continue to, to, you know, to work with wholesale clients? So, um, you know, every day was React mode, but it seems like it's kind of stabilized for about a week now. And so we can we can make plans and adjust to the, what the reality is right now, and I am very tentatively, um, you know, given everything that that we're doing, and it's a lot a of, lot of balls in the air to make it work. But I, I believe we are going to be able to stay open, uh, continue to serve customers. Not just for for one of our retail shops. What I'm talking about, is, you know, the wholesale accounts we have that are that are open as well.
1: Were those in jeopardy at any point? The wholesale accounts, like the. The Zupans of the world, where you also, you know, sell your bagels, they're still open. But did you have reason to think that you may not be able to to service those accounts?
2: Well, if we didn't have a revenue stream that we could maintain to keep the bakery open and to make deliveries, then that was that was one of my fears is that we were gonna have to cancel those accounts that might still uh, you know would still be open because right now it's basically our grocery accounts which are Zupan's you know new seasons uh, a few others that are you know and we only have two wholesale coffee shop accounts that have stayed open Uh, the very brave people at kind coffee and at posies we had 70 plus accounts that have canceled or suspended So, you know, our wholesale business, we're off 75%. We're 20 to 25% of what we were a month ago in terms of how many bagels we're baking daily.
1: And how about retail? How far down are you on that?
2: Well, we've closed one of our stores. So, the retail shop on the PSU campus had to close, um, I think it was March 16th, which is when they announced they were closing the campus. Uh, and they have subsequently announced that they're not going to reopen for this academic year, so that's that shop is going to be closed until um, September, mid, mid to late September. Whenever whenever it reopens, uh, the, the original shop down here in Old Town, uh, it's off even with you know the emphasis on delivery and takeout. And we were essentially always a, a takeout shop. I mean, we only had six stools, which we've since hidden. Um, you know, most of the business was was out the door. But even with the emphasis on delivery, that store is down about 50%. So, again, I'm down about 75% uh, of total uh, retail revenues as well. And we super appreciate the people who are still out there coming in for sandwiches, ordering for takeout, or using the delivery services. Um, You know, they're, they're, they're keeping the shop open for us, which is great.
1: So now that you think you hit bottom last week... What are you, how are you feeling about your business prospects going forward uh, and how much longer will it be until you feel like you might get back to normal? I think you're, you know, you're not selling a very uh, a high end, you're, you're selling kind of a staple product that people are going to use, want no matter what their financial situation, generally speaking, I would imagine, you know, you're not selling expensive steaks, you're selling a bagel and coffee in the morning. Um, and throughout the day, do you think that you'll, uh, return, you'll snap back to normal in a few months?
2: Well, I mean, it's going to be a new normal, um, for several months after, you know, let's, let's assume that somebody, you know, blows a magic whistle on June 1st and says, everything is back to normal now, you know, go out, freely associate, you can do, you know, we're, we're back to, uh, back to, uh, you know, our normal liberties, um. It's going to take a while for every business to recover from this. It's not going to be, you know, we're not going to see a magic increase of 300% on June 2nd if that happens. Right. Mm. People are, you know, who have been out of work for a long time are going to be conserving their dollars. Um, our wholesale customers who have closed down, I'm worried many of them might not ever reopen or if they do, How long before their customers come to them how long before they can line up employees you know will they be able to negotiate credit terms with suppliers you know to to be able to pay for product because i know a lot of businesses when they shut the doors had outstanding receivables already what's going to happen with the whole rent situation i mean it's it's it is not going to be a return to What we had thought of as normal the day this is declared you know over for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. it's going to be a months long recovery so to get back and try to more directly answer your question I mean it's a big fat it depends because not only you know are there these concerns about you know where will the customers come from and will they spend money um, but a lot of it depends on what happens with you know SBA loans what happens with uh, you know the rents that are right, right now people are deferring rent Right, but that means people could end up owing ninety days' rent at the end of this thing, or at some point right.
1: In there. Right, that doesn't help when you're behind the eight ball. Uh,
2: no, no. So yeah, and that gets back, Chris, to what I was saying. You know, I don't. I not only want to get through the next forty-five, sixty, you know, ninety days, you know, however long this, um, you know, stay home, stay safe thing lasts, but you know, I I want to be viable coming out of it. I mean, if I go out and assume, or if any business goes out and says, look, we're just going to borrow, borrow, borrow. To get through this thing well you know it it becomes an unsustainable debt load at some point so you know and I've just spent I spent the last 72 hours doing almost nothing but working through SBA issues applications you know all all these things and it's still not clear to the banks let alone to those of us who are applying for these loans and grants what the terms are going to be you know it's it's um it's just not as straightforward so there's still a lot of uh, unanswered questions and a lot of a lot of uh, ambiguity i think i'm a little bit I, I think i'm hoping i'm a little bit better positioned than some of the folks who have just closed the doors and said we're just you know we're just gonna ride this thing out right. but you know i, I don't know the, the, the ultimate answer is i don't know
1: yeah and i from what i have been reading primarily on facebook uh from some of the people who have small businesses is the banks don't yeah just as you said the banks don't even know. I mean, it is not as though the government did a drill on this beforehand on how to handle it. So for them to have passed some legislation two two weeks ago maximum and be ready to go right now is actually I think everybody was very optimistic and then stepped back and thought about it and thought, well, that's probably not going to happen. So,
2: Well, I mean, th- you know, think about it. I've been working with my bank and they had to between Friday, really Thursday, midnight, and end of day Friday, try to put up an online application for these things. I mean, it's, it's, you know, because they didn't get, the banks didn't get the final advice from the feds on the terms and conditions. It was changing until midnight Thursday, you know, right. Friday morning. And, you know, so so my, my bank didn't get the app out until Saturday. I spent, you know, most of Sunday working on them, because I've got two companies, right, uh, Bowery Bagels and then uh, Kitchen Crew that we're going to try to get into the into the program and you know the
1: apps were buggy and it's not their fault you right. know they had a day to do it <laughs> right well sometimes even if you have years to do it look at look at healthcare you know look at the Oregon remember when we went to obamacare in Oregon they had years oh, yeah. to put that oh, together yeah. and they didn't they weren't able to do that properly so this is going to be it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be rough, and I know you need the money now. You don't. You can't. I would imagine most businesses can't wait until June to get that loan. You have rent payments due. You have you have payments on a lot of you know uh, inventory due or payroll. Yep. You can't wait until June. Uh, you've got to have it soon. So that's. Uh, that's a little bit of a challenge. So, what else? What else has transpired for you that was new? Did you, you laid off some employees? Correct.
2: We have unfortunately had a furlough about um, a third of our employees at this point. I mean, it's you know, it started with the um, the PSU shop closing, um, but then as as you know, as we tried to keep pace with, like I said, what our new reality is, um, we had you know, my my original intent was try to maintain as close to full employment as we could and just reduce hours for people Mm -hmm. but then it just it just became untenable to do that we just didn't have you know it would have been okay everybody come in for a couple hours today um you know things like delivery routes we used to have at you know a month ago we had three vans a night going out making about 120 stops well now we're making about 15 a night i'm down to one delivery route so you know we had we had a you know furlough some drivers so you know that's uncomfortable i've i've, I've I, I it's the hardest thing for somebody in a business to do is to is to and especially you know if i made a dumb mistake and caused a business downturn i know how to recover from that and i can fix it this is something that's totally out of people's control so you know again yeah we've had to we've had to let people go we've had to reduce hours you know the we did discover a new program or it's not a new program but one that not many people were familiar with called oregon Workshare. Mm-hmm. which is run by the Employment uh, Division. Uh, it's an adjunct to unemployment benefits, which basically says we can reduce hours, uh, but as long as we keep people working um, a certain minimum per week that we're paying them, they can collect benefits on the hours that were reduced. So if we cut somebody from five days to, to three, they can collect benefits on those two days while they continue working. So, you know, that's helped us retain some people and also, you know, helped offset the... Um, the, the wage reduction that our employees are going through. So it's not full. Com- it's not a full compensation, but it, it's it's you know it's
1: significant. Right, uh, and it enables them to, when this is over, hopefully it's within a few months, come right back in and not have been hurt too badly.
2: Not have been hurt too badly, and and you know it helps us. I don't want you know i feel an obligation to our employees like most employers do you know i I want them to to be well i want them to be able to you know have a roof over their head feed themselves um and the other thing is i don't you know on the flip side is i don't want to have to retrain everybody you know we have a really good product i'm proud of the product we have we have a good system to deliver them to customers um you know both back office as well as you know the actual delivery part of it and it's hard and expensive to train new people to do things Um, and that's, that's one of the reasons I'm fighting as hard as I am to keep the doors open is so we don't have to start from scratch.
1: Right. Yeah. You took a long time to get there and you got a, you got a very, uh, you got a great product and a great business. So yes, to have to regroup in the midst of while everybody else is regrouping too. I think as you alluded or a side issue to, if you cause the problem, then you can kind of fix it and not everybody's. Fixated on on that, you just get it set. But right now, everybody's in you know got financial problems, so uh, it's not the best environment to fix a problem. So, no. um, so is there any general advice that you might give if we have some um, business owners, small business owners out there? Some anything that you've thought of or that you've learned that might help them get through either financially or emotionally.
2: Uh, okay. I'll be thinking out loud a little bit here but uh the first and most important thing is make sure your employees that you you are retaining are able to stay safe and healthy it's no joke listen to you know social distance you know sanitizing all the precautions are extremely important for your employees and for the customers you still have contact with the second thing is if you're if you know you're like us and you're you're fighting to keep the doors open we always take care of our customers, but you know the ones that you've got now—they're struggling just as hard as as we are, and we're really trying to go over and above on um, customer service and making sure things are right. And I mean, you mentioned Zupans—you um, know—before all this happened, as you know, uh, we were selling uh, bagels to Zupans for their uh, bakery counters. Well, nobody wants loose bagels or loose food of any kind, right? So we offered to start doing four-packs for them. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, just those kind of – there's a a few other clients we're doing the same thing for. Um, You know, changing delivery times to more match what their new opening hours are. Uh, You know, just really trying to make sure that um, we're taking care of them so that they don't have to to worry about it because they got enough to worry about. Um, In terms of emotionally – you know, Chris. You know my background. I'm I'm uh, Italian on one side and Irish and Ukrainian on the other. So I, I am I am not naturally an even keeled person. <laughs> <And
1: I've had laughs> well, you to, always I've seem like to, it to me.
2: I've had to train myself over the years um, to uh, to uh, modify the amplitude of my emotional uh, curves. But but um, you know, it's just I, I'm a believer in stay optimistic and be nice to people. I mean, I was on I was on hold yesterday for an hour with my bank's help desk and then another hour with tech support trying to work through some issues with this online SBA app. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not their fault. It's not Dominique's fault the, on the other end of the phone that, you know, this thing is happening. But, you know, you can tell, and especially because, you know, you can hear what's going on in a lot of these call centers, that they're getting beat up. And, you know, it's not their fault. Right. Um, so, you know, I just, you know, now more than ever, Take that extra time, smile, be nice, uh, ask how people are doing. And this, these days you may get an honest answer, right? It right. may not be, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, my answer to that question these days is, well, nothing fell on my head yet today. Right. So, you know, that's – that's. Um, but, uh, you know, a little extra patience, a little bit of, uh, you know, extra um, being nice. And, you know, I just, just try to stay optimistic. I mean, I, I don't know – where the end of this tunnel is, but it, there will be an end to the tunnel. We just don't know what's on the other side of it.
1: Right. Well, you know, you got to leg up on some of the emotional part that you were describing. When you move to Oregon, everything slows down uh, just a little bit from the East Coast. <laughs>
2: I, so, I talk to my relatives in New York right now, right. and I mean... I don't know, man. I'm expecting the zombie apocalypse there any minute. It's just, I can't imagine being back there and going through this and going through what they're going through right now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really something else. The density there. I was just talking to uh, one of my best friends in Connecticut last night. They have a similar population to Oregon, 3 million plus. They have, I believe it is about seven times the cases and about the same ratio of deaths there than we have here so you know and i feel like a lot of people in oregon aren't paying that much you know aren't paying enough attention many people are but uh just the density there the proximity to new york um yeah we'll i think we'll be out of the woods well we were able to send ventilators there yeah. so yeah. That, that was good but um well i sincerely appreciate you taking the time i know you're busy uh, uh, you're a busy person, and I always know, um, you know, you're able to think on your feet. I gave you a couple of questions that you hadn't really thought about, and uh, excellent answers, and I know you've advised a lot of folks in Portland who've started food businesses, so um, it's, uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to chat with you about this, and, uh, and also to get your bagels. I'm looking forward to uh, a delivery of those, too.
2: Yes, I will, uh, I will send you a separate email on uh, where, where that's at, but yeah. I appreciate your, uh, your helping keep us our head above water on that.
1: It is not, it is not the, uh, the priority. It, uh, it doesn't need to happen soon, but it would be nice out here in Manzanita to get some great bagels.
2: Maybe we'll have to sell, sell, set you up with a franchise. Uh,
1: yeah, that wouldn't be a bad <laughs> idea. Or just let me know where that franchise is on Lanita Avenue someday, and I'll be good. Sounds like a plan. One way or the other. Say hi to Lynn, and best to you and all your employees, your family there. I uh, hope we're out of this sooner rather than later.
2: Thanks very much, and I appreciate your, uh, your talking with me.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. We'll see you soon. Yep. Okay, bye-bye.
0: This has been Right at the Fork with your host, Chris Angelus from Portland Food Adventures, and I'm Court Johnson. This podcast is supported by Zupan's Markets, the Toro Bravo, Inc. Restaurant Group, and Ringside Steakhouse. You can support the Toro Bravo, Inc. restaurant group by ordering takeout at some of their locations or by simply purchasing a gift card to use later. You can find out which restaurants are open for to-go orders and get those gift cards at torobravoinc.com. Ringside Steakhouse, a Portland institution for over 75 years, is looking forward to serving you again soon. In the meantime, you can purchase gift cards on their website where they're now offering bonus gift cards for example, if you purchase a $300 e-gift card, you'll receive a $50 bonus dining gift card. And with the purchase of a $500 e-gift card, you'll get a $100 bonus dining card. You can get full details at ringsidesteakhouse.com. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at foodpodcastpdx or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at at rightatthefork.com.